Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let me shift to NBA because that's why I wanted to bring Clay on, big NBA fan. So the second half of the season starts tonight. The, the Heat second half starts tomorrow night. Give a letter grade, though, Clay, to the first half of the Heat season. What would your letter grade be? I, I mean, if you if you grade them relative to the rest of the league, I mean, you're talking probably a C plus or a B minus. But if you're grading them relative to the Heat, th- th- this is this is what they do. I mean, it's <laughs> this is a team that prepares themselves for the postseason, and the regular season is just kind of a a means to prepare for that. So I don't know. I mean, I, I uh, B. B plus, I guess. I mean, I just I don't get caught up with them in in looking at regular season results the same way that I do with any other team because I just I trust them to know how to handle the regular season and and use it to prepare for for what really matters to this franchise. And Clay, do we have enough firepower? Because like I'm, I'm watching Struess in Cleveland. I'm watching some guys. You know, um, what's the guy's name in L.A. The guard. Talking about uh, D'Angelo Russell. No, the guy that left the Heat. Our guy, Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent. There we go. Like I'm watching Gabe. I'm watching Struess. I'm watching the. I guess the the our firepower from last year. Do we have enough? Because I'm with you. I don't think the the regular season means much, and really the Jimmy it doesn't mean much at all. But do we have enough firepower to really compete as you've seen them for the first half of the season? Well, I think I think so because I think if you go back to last season and and you know what they ended up doing in the postseason, it was without Tyler Hero. And so you're, you're basically hoping that Tyler Hero can replace a bit of the, the production of both Gabe Vincent and, and uh, Max Struess once they get to that, that, that stage. And I don't think that's asking too much. And I certainly think that you know, what we've seen from Hero, I, I don't think he's gotten enough credit for how he has adjusted his game since they had that, that film session that, where everybody was vulnerable and like, it's funny because nobody will actually say it, but you can only imagine what that film session was like. Like people were probably really uh, maybe confrontational isn't the right word, but there were some things that needed to be done with this team in order to make the fit right. And this is something I've been saying about hero for a while was that he had to adjust some of what he does in order to fit with, with Jimmy and bam. And and I think that's happening. And so I, I think that's a big part of it. I think the fact that he's, done a lot more catch and shoot stuff. He's, he's been more comfortable doing the things that you need to do around those guys really matters. And I also think Terry Rozier, man, like I understand the shooting hasn't been there uh, to, to what maybe we were, we were hoping to see to this point. Look at his assistant turnovers. Look at what he's doing for the rest of the offense. So when you say firepower, 
I have to include the fact that Hero didn't play last last season in the playoffs and the fact that, that you've got Terry Rozier and somebody who can be instant offense and also feed his teammates. So, no, I, I think they've got exactly what they need to try to make another run. The question is, number one, do they put it together in time and, and are they hitting their stride come playoff time? And, and number two, how good are the rest of the teams around them? And, and really the two teams that I think have taken a step forward are, are Boston and New York. I think the uh, kind of the elephant in the room is this is not what they intended, right? When we talk about do they have enough firepower, they thought they were going to have Damian Lillard. Like, they, there's no question. If you, if you had Pat Riley on a uh, truth serum, he would have said to you, it was a done deal. That's the only place Dame wanted to go. And so I, I would ask you, Clay, because you talk about grading on a curve, you know, they thought that they were going to have Damian Lillard Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and they didn't and it was like really quick all of a sudden everything you thought that was going to happen didn't happen and so now kind of when I start to look back I asked you the question and now when I look back on the first half of the season it's probably an A plus based on where it could have gone when they found out they weren't getting Dame. Right, because emotionally that was a big letdown, and personnel-wise that was a big letdown, and they really were able to overcome that. Jaime Hawkins Jr. has been terrific, and they have added Terry Rozier, like you said, but really this was not the plan. I, I think that's a phenomenal point, by the way, on, on just the mental toughness that it took. And I remember distinctly, man, people saying, oh, well, this is going to be a Tyler Hero is not going to be able to get over this with uh, oh, being, being involved in trade talks once again. Not only has he gotten over it, he's had to swallow his pride a lot. And look, I, I, I understand the narrative there because I've, I've said this, that I felt like he'd be better coming off the bench. I think he's taken a lot of heat for, I don't think demanding to start is the best way to put it, but really making it clear that he wants to start. But in order to start, he did have to swallow his pride a bit lately and say, not only do I have to get past the fact that I was involved in trade talks, but I've got to change my game. And I've got to be a different player than, than what makes me shine the best, which is holding the ball a lot. The, the offense stops a bit. Man, he, is, he has done a great job of that. So I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. It's the mental toughness and the mental hurdles that they had to overcome. And, and look, I, I think they're human. These are people, and and I think sometimes you try to look at this strictly from X's and O's and wins and losses and all that. And, you know, one thing that I remember distinctly, too, was Jimmy Butler. And Jimmy doesn't say anything when it comes to this kind of stuff in media and trade rumors and and all that kind of stuff. But I remember distinctly, once the trade to Milwaukee went down, didn't he get on social media and immediately say, oh, I think I guess Milwaukee has to be investigated now. Like that was coming from Jimmy. That was Mm -hmm. pointed. So, yes, absolutely, there was, there was a lot of disappointment there. I think Jimmy in particular, I think Jimmy was hoping that you would have somebody there, not just for the playoffs, but also to take a bit of the pressure off during the regular season. And I think when you look at what Jimmy's been able to do uh, before the death in his family and, and really the last couple of weeks of the regular season leading up to that, he really elevated his game. And, you know, whether it was coinciding with that, that players-only film session or the, the, the group film session – or just him kind of realizing that, man, I got to do this. He, he deserves a ton of credit. So, yeah, all of that. And, you know, I, I think it's just kind of disingenuous to look at them at, at sixth or seventh in the standings and say, oh, well, you know, that's sixth or seventh best team in the East. No, I, I think there's a lot more there. And I also think that, that we got we to 
judge this team a little bit differently than other teams because they deserve that that level of saying, okay, we'll wait until the playoffs. And, Clay, we haven't talked to you since, um, who was it, Jason Tatum tried to rip off uh, Duncan Robinson's arm in that game. <laughs> but I was thinking about it. Like, the Heat culture, I think, was wrapped around UD. Like, we – it's crazy. I think we used to be feared, and now I'm looking at it where I think UD was the fear of the Heat. Like, do people still fear the Heat? Because, like, Jason Tatum, and it was criticism that once it happened, like, you know, Bam's still out there talking to the Celtics players and everything's friendly. Like, did we lose a little edge when UD took that jersey off? I think it's fair to say that immediately, like, in the moment, we they, they've lost a little bit of the edge. I'll say this, though. I, I think the thing with, with Bam is, Bam is such a nice guy. I mean, you, you, you're not going to find a nicer guy in the NBA than, than Bam, but he's also extremely competitive. And I think this is part of the learning process for him as far as being a captain and, and what that entails. I think he's probably heard a lot since what happened there. And my gut says that if they see Boston again in the playoffs, it's going to be a completely different situation. He's going to remember because he's also somebody who's hyper aware of, of what's said around him. And, and I don't think to me, I think Bam is going to look at this and the friendship that he has with Jalen Brown and, and really everybody, I mean, Bam's buddies with everybody, but I think I think this is going to be a learning experience for him to kind of put all of that aside when it comes down to the playoffs and and when it really matters. He's not going to let any of that stuff go. So I think in the moment, yes, just because UD had done it for so long, it was just so ingrained in him. Like, no, you don't do that to to one of my guys. Um, and yet, I think I think in Bam's mind, he probably did enough by just going over and kind of like smiling and getting in between the two of them. But I, I think in, in the aftermath of all of this, and especially once the competition ratchets up, I think you're going to see a different BAM if that situation arises again. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.